Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I'm Scott Beeson. Sky Mosley is with me as well. Lots of stuff to do today. The Ladies of Liberty are out. So if you want to call in, there has not been a better day. Today is one day. Yes. 1-800-289-9228. I know we've got some folks in uh, the northern part of the state who have picked up the stream out of the river region so they can hear the live version. And that is uh, that's a great idea. We appreciate them listening and we're glad they are with us. One of the things I want to go back to on this victory that Donald Trump had in Iowa last night and one of the theories that I have that I think strikes fear in the dark souls of the leftist. I'm talking about just the deep state, just the deep state in general. There's a bunch of Republicans who are part of that deep state. I think they're really leftist as well. Anyone who wants to consolidate power around themselves and believe that the rest of us are simply here to be ruled or to be taken care of like hamsters where we run on the wheel when they tell us to and they give us a few little, uh, little some kibble to eat every so often, I put them in the leftist category. They're, they're against freedom. They're against liberty. And, and they promise all, all sorts of things, but that is not how it is going to be. It's, it's fascinating to me how many people support the left because they think they're going to be able to do things that probably aren't positive for society, probably aren't good for the community, but they think that the left is like, oh yeah, we'll let you do anything. I mean, I mean, think about it. Um, we're fine with drug use. We're, we're fine with just, um, just be as sexually wild as you want to be. Nobody here on the left is going to condemn you. Nobody's going to judge you. Just do what you want. Do what, make, what, you, you know, what makes you feel good. Except we don't want you eating steak. And we need to cut down on how many soft drinks you, you have. And we need to regulate that there's too much water being used in your dishwashers and your washing machines. And we, you probably aren't going to get to have a car. And you probably aren't going to be able to travel outside of about 15 minutes of where you live. And we're going to completely clamp down on everything that you do in your life. But we'll give you these couple of, um, um, you know. But never mind you that. Think. We support your whatever. Yeah, your we support your freedom. issue is. Uh, you do what you, you want. Those Puritans over there on the right not, not wanting you to run around buck naked up and down the street. <clears throat> what, do, what do they know? We'll let you do that. But you'll only stay on your street because we can't have you wandering off. That's the thing. I've often said that I, I really, I don't want it to happen. But if we do go full out socialist, full out our democracy, I want to be there on that day when they're like, Oh, Julie, time to get up. What do you mean get up? I, I, I want to sleep. I always sleep in. Well, you have work to do. Work? You you said I didn't have to work. Oh, <laughs> no. We have a job for you, and you will be at it every day. That's how it works. Uh, historically, it's always been that way. Uh, you know, when it comes time, after the big revolution and the big change. After all the big freedom yeah, and stuff. And, and the people with the niche issues that have always been cheered and rah-rahed on, uh, they kind of want their uh, their reward. 
They get their reward, and, all right. And they're, <laughs> this is where the term useful idiot comes in. I didn't make that up. That's right out of the Chairman Mao and uh, uh, Mr. Stalin's mouth. Uh, the, um, the useful idiots. How many of the college-educated folks who believe in Marxism and socialism and and by believing in that, believing in communism, how many of them are going to wake up one day and be like, this is not what I asked for? And then if you start to complain, oh, well, now now we got a problem. Okay, because you're the Complaining enemy. Complaining was something we did in the old the old. Complaining is what we did when we were... When it, when foisting it, the revolution when it on people. When benefited us, we wanted you to complain. Now that we're in power... <laughs> yeah, you don't get to complain anymore. You better anymore. get in line, Buster. Uh, I'm just... I'm surprised. And, of course, it's because of the professors. And it's also because the college students and others, and, and I know some of these people, they don't take time to actually look and see how it actually worked on the ground. They just believe in the whole revolution idea. They they have this this deep seated desire to I don't know make things better. They they want to be relevant. Many of them don't believe in God, so they don't believe they have a purpose. They don't believe they have a. Um, they're just here and to try to give themselves a purpose. They want to change the world, and changing the world for the sake of changing is not necessarily a good idea. But they just want to. It's well, just they, like the they people hate who the want values uh, in general of, right. of free market capitalism, Judeo-Christian um, values, are, are despised. I'm talking about hardcore Marxists now. Not, oh yeah, not the people that support well, them in general. Yeah, the the, the college educated, the people who are educated beyond their intelligence, um, they just believe what they were told, and it's kind of it's kind of in vogue. It's kind of cool. It's kind of hip, and and the bad thing is is that. We on the right have allowed a lot of these things to be abused, like the free market, um, the whole idea of being free to buy and sell at will. We do a poor job of boiling that down to its very basic elements and explaining to people what the free market really, really means, what capitalism really, really means. And we we shy away from saying that people have corrupted the free market. We, we indeed have crony capitalism in this country. It's very, very similar to, what, what, what is it? What was it? Mercantilism mm. out yes. of England. Yes. Where the very powerful people, the lords and the ladies, the big companies, they decide what the government policy is. The government policy helps make the big company money. And the big company gets the credit for saying, well, if it was not for us, all these poor, these poor, disgusting people out here would not have any jobs. Therefore, that? the government should help us help them by helping us do more business and we will give them jobs. And, and so we've allowed this crony capitalism to slip in. And when, the, when some person on the left, a professor, is explaining it to his college class, he said, look, look how, look how they're abusing these people. Well, part of that's true. Slavery, Scott. Yes. Uh, and, and when did all this uh, come to America, uh, the mercantilism? Um, it really greatly accelerated after the Civil War. That's right. Well, mm. yeah, I little, can't. I don't even know. And that's I saw party. Um, that's how they the, the, the Whigs and the Republicans um, ushered that in. They were all for big projects. Yeah, we avoided that for 70, 75 years, and then uh, the rise... 
of, uh, uh, once, once all of the people who said, hey, you can't do that, were crushed, even in their home states, um, even in the northern states, the people were like, you can't, you can't do that. You can't go spend millions of dollars just to make a, a canal for him. You can't just spend millions of dollars for a railroad just why, for, for that guy. I mean, the government created the railroad barons. In, in Alabama to build canals and railroads. In the northeast, Pennsylvania. Yeah. What, what mm-hmm. kind of... It makes no sense. Well, I mean, think about it. What I just said is probably the first time I've ever said it that way. The government created the railroad barons. Because without the government's help... They got no It would capital. have been much harder for right. them to do the things they did. Have you ever seen the story of... I think it's the Union Pacific Railroad. Okay. How long it took them to build it. How crooked... The uh, the path was you know why the path was crooked across the country because they were paid by the mile right by the government right. and they would build it across places at at wrong times build it wrong so they would have to take it up and put it down again because they would get paid to do it twice and then some guy built a private railroad across the top near Canada with private money it was like straight as an arrow and became profitable within ten years or something. And the big famous one where the two lines met in the middle of nowhere and all the that crap. spike, yes. Never, um, I'm not sure it ever became profitable. Or it took 25, 30 years. It's one of the great lies of American history. Another one. It was a boondoggle. Yeah, of course. That's now, was it a positive overall? I, yeah, maybe. But that doesn't mean it wasn't a boondoggle. So people forget, it's kind of like we forget about our rights. And I try to explain to people when I have a chance, it may be what I speak on Friday night, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that later in the week. But we would understand if, if our teachers in our classrooms, whether at high school or college, would explain rights, God-given rights, how things work together. If you take it and you boil it down to a little bitty town, and there's only, you know, a few people in this town, a hundred people in this town, a, a thousand people in this town. And you talk about, hey, look, I've got eggs. And Sky has a cow. And he milks the cow. Should I, do I have a right to say, hey, Sky, I'll trade you a dozen eggs for a gallon of milk? And, and almost everyone will say, yes, absolutely you do. And if I said, well, wait a minute now, my neighbor, he grows tomatoes. And should the city council be able, he's only got three tomatoes. He has a bad year. Should the city council be able to say, hey, look, um, you've got to sell those three tomatoes to Scott. And he says, well, it's only, it's all three, it's all I've got, three tomatoes. Well, no, no, we've decided that uh, you, you have to sell those to Scott. Most people, even college-educated white liberals, would say that's wrong. You can't just make him or her give up their tomatoes just because the government can't do that. That's 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 his tomatoes. He grew those tomatoes. He can, he and you'll, they'll eventually get there. He or she need they they can sell it to whoever they want, and they can sell it for whatever price they want. They're their tomatoes. Sounds about oh, right. So what? you believe that they should they should have the freedom to buy and sell at their stuff at you know how they want? Can they charge a hundred dollars for a tomato? Well, yeah, of course they can, but nobody's going to buy it. Okay, fine. So you don't want to set the price of his tomato? No. 
And so when you when you when you go down to stuff like that and you say, okay, this little town of of Perfectville, should you be able to say what you want? Like, should you be able to say, hey, look, that's wrong, city council. You can't make him sell that. Well, yes, you should. So you get in this little town where it's just them and us. Even the leftist will agree on freedoms. At the base level. At the base level. Sure. But then when you blow it up, then they start wanting to control and command and decide you can do this and you can't do that and, and you need to do this and, oh, the government's going to help you do this. They would never do that in their own little town unless they were the people with the most power and they were taking someone else's tomatoes. Now, that's, oh. the, that's the bad part when it comes to the liberals oh. is sometimes they will just go all out and say, oh, no, no, I, I, I should be able to take those, those tomatoes. Well, it's for the greater good. Because <laughs> we're going to share it with everybody. Yeah. Yes. Most people see the, the, the rights and the liberties when you boil it down to a base level. But I would argue that most schools, high schools, colleges, universities, don't ever have that discussion at the, at the base level. No. They do not. They've never discussed, you know, the proper role of government. They've never discussed the, you know, the, the probably what the first law was. You know, a lot of a lot of people theorize. I think it's Bastiat that talks about it. Um, the first law was probably that uh, I can't steal Sky's cow, and Sky can't steal my chickens. And can we agree on that, Sky? Well, yeah. Well, now you got a law. Sounds. Because other than that, most people just, you know, you stay in your cave, I'll stay in mine. But there's got to be some guidelines. And that's what I think we miss in education while we're teaching them about climate change and save the planet. And you might be a boy and you might be a girl and let's do the chop off to me. All that kind of stuff. We'd be so much better off if people would just were ever taught just about rights and freedoms. The, the very basics. We got to take a break. Lots of stuff to do. If you want to call in, Eric the Dog, I see you. We'll be up next. Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I'm Scott Beeson. The Ladies of Liberty are not here today, but Sky and I are here, and we appreciate you being with us, by the way. Thank you for telling other people about the program. That's why we are growing by leaps and bounds. And we appreciate your support. I would argue that this show is different than any other show on the radio. Sky, now that he is acclimated to the program. <laughs> yes. I would agree says, with that statement, sir. <laughs> Emphatically even. Yes. Let's go to Eric the dog. Eric, welcome to the show. Hope you're doing well this morning. And uh, any any, uh, any painting going on in this frigid are weather? Eric, are you with us? Come in there, dog. Where you at? We're doing some. We're doing some stripping. Okay. Some stripping. That's that. That'll. Yeah. Cause some shrinkage. C clearly, you're not uh, in Montgomery. Well, oh, that's different. No. If you get if you get this on you, you you're gonna you're gonna go see a doctor. <laughs> it's bad, huh? It's real stripper. <laughs> yeah. It, it melts. It melts the paint. Industrial it really. No, no. I mean, I, need a, I got a question, Eric. Why? Why can y'all have? That kind of stuff, but if I if my wife decides that we're going to do a Pinterest project, 
And and she's really good about wanting to do the stuff herself. But then, you know, eventually I, I get to help. Um, I buy a paint stripper. You put it on. It might work. It might not. Why do y'all get to use the real stuff and I don't? Is it because I've been deemed an idiot? Well, if you it, well, I can tell you right now, probably what you need to do is make sure that uh, your stripper's warm and that you're doing it in a warm environment. Always. Okay. Tends, to work, tends to work better. And then the that other helps. thing you can do is you can wrap it in some plastic, some thick plastic, some uh, formal or better. Yeah. Wrap it in that plastic real tight, and then that keeps the fumes in there, and it helps it work better. Oh, so instead of ev- evaporating, it's still eating up the paint. That makes sense. Yeah, you you can you can dent, you uh, confine it to an area, and it it'll work a little bit better for you. Okay, all right. But I still I still think y'all's is like super strong, and mine's not. But that's all right. They have diluted the stuff. We used to have some stuff that would. <laughs> you put it on there, it's gone. Don't even worry about it. Now you got the really? EPA and environment friendly and. So now we have to use well, the EPA is why so many people's off. houses have termites. Yeah, well, you know. Because they didn't want the, uh, the want termite killer to poison players. the ground. I'm like, I wanted the termite killer to poison the ground because I wanted it to poison the termites. Well, you know, you, you can't, you don't want to really poison them termites. You're going to be eating them later. So, I mean, you got to <laughs> you be ecologically sound. You're right. Well, I'm thinking you when know, when most of y'all are killed off and I'm one of the few left with me and the elitist um if i'm going to get to do more of the stuff i used to because there's not many of us anymore and we'll be a little more free all right you can wear your indian get up and have your little uh sachet <laughs> going on and put <laughs> feathers out your butt i mean out your head <laughs> run around and don't be like uh, don't be knocking my hair I mean, freedom is freedom yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know one thing that people don't think about is you, you, I forget, it's a quote from somebody, but, you know, you vote your way into socialism, but you have to shoot your way out. I've heard that. And if this, yeah. is, if this has been such a fantastic thing and every, it's, it's a cure-all for humanity, why can't they show you one shining example of it where it ever worked out? Well, it's yeah, like, it's like uh, Clark says, socialism has never failed. It has done exactly what it was supposed to do for the people who were supposed to benefit from it. Oh, yeah. It's a pyramid scheme. You know, they, they gave that guy Ponzi a bad name behind some stuff like that. <laughs> Poor old Ponzi. Ponzi was telling the he truth. Did. Ponzi was doing... Ponzi did exactly what Ponzi wanted to do. Well, I mean, he should have been a politician and it was legal. <laughs> you I would mean, think with all the evidence, is. historical evidence, of granting more power to government and the disastrous results... It yep. produces. You would think people would wise up to it, like our. But founders, they don't know. They don't know did. that part, Scott. That's the problem. At the universities and the colleges, they don't tell tell them about the failures. Well, they're going they to use that power to help me. Yeah, they use it. the promises. Right. I'm going to well, get something for free. I'm going to. It's going to be more fair. We're going to fix all the problems. Everybody's going to be happy, and they they never tell them what really. What really happens? Well, all you have to do is, is look at uh, history, and the results are, are there every time. There you go. That's, yeah. that's why it's such a, a bad thing that they have the schools, because they, they are determining what history gets shown. It's just like the apple sitting in front of the mirror. They're showing you the pretty side. The other side's all chewed up and right. rotted and got maggots and stuff in it. Right. But they only show you the side they want you to see, you know. You know, they take the picture from the pretty side, and then nobody actually starts thinking about the nuts and bolts. There's no critical thinking. And, you know, there's no accountability when 
when those people in power screw up, they get away literally in some cases with murder. I mean, when you can murder an American yeah, citizen right. with a drone because he's out of the, out of the country, I mean, do you really have constitutional rights? Yeah. The, Roma, the Romans didn't even play those games. Well, you know, you were a they Roman. Didn't have drones either. Well, that's true. If they had drones, they would have brought. Listen to this. Now, this is this is what we're up against, and I'm glad you brought it up, Eric. Um, so I f- go over to Quora, which is where people discuss different quotes and different, and so you get an idea of what people think. Um, here was the question: What truth is there to the saying that you can vote yourself into socialism, but you have to shoot your way out? Some guy named John Penny from three years ago. Here, here's his response, guy. It's a great anti-socialist propaganda line, but it doesn't have any meaning. Really? Most of Europe has heavily socialist governments, even Communist Party members in their legislatures, and they're doing perfectly well. Are they now? Yeah, see, that's, that's the educated line. That right there. That. It's always, well, they're, they're more social. It works in Europe. It works in Europe because we pay half their bills, too. Thank you. America, <laughs> Ponzi, those guys. God, you're right, but 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 you know, I promise you, John Penny believes he is an intellectual giant. Well, I believe he's an intellectual moron, and I could probably <laughs> prove it. And, and I'm not even that evidence smart. supports Eric the Dog's case. Yes, I mean, you know, I'm not the brightest guy in the room, but when I start talking about this stuff, it really, really pisses me off. These people just. They just do what they want to and act like we're dumb and we don't know. Well, we you know, are, in general. You know, yeah, and we, and we let they're them not, do it. They're not entirely wrong. They're not right. entirely wrong. The general but then popular, they don't want to give you control to educate kids and stuff. They want, they want you to send your kid to their school. You're responsible for them. If he shoots up the school, that's your kid, bad parenting. It's right. not the, the school system he was raised up in or the social dynamic of where he was. You're right. Whenever they disincentivized the home in favor of breaking up the family they screwed us from right there we got to fix that and then a lot of those things take care of themselves over time you got it but eric appreciate you brother we got to take a break we'll be back come on sky Ooh, yeah How man big al's not even here and you're still playing the wagon wheel that's terrible it just kind of rolled over me there <laughs> just so uh, bad. I wasn't paying attention, you're on. I don't know. I mean, I don't drink, but I don't know if I could drink enough for that to sound good. Well, it's, you know, it's it's a good old pure Americana. Got that <sighs> twang going on. I don't I don't mind the, uh, who's it, John Denver or whatever, this mountain roads, take me home Country or roads. whatever. Country yeah. roads. Yeah. West I don't mind that. That sounds good. But that that wagon wheel rock me, I don't, I don't even, I don't even get it. Those dulcet tones. Yeah. <sighs> Is there a message? Is Is there a double meaning of rock me like a wagon wheel? I mean, wagon wheels are like hard and just and liable to break a spoke. I just don't. I guess they rock, but was that one of Amy Beth's selections? No, it was Allison's. Okay, I think it was Allison's. She has a very um, diverse and eclectic taste in music. She's eclectic, Mm -hmm. for sure. (sighs) Here's another one of the comments we were talking about. Eric brought up the idea. Someone had said the problem with socialism is you can vote your way into it, but you'll have to shoot your way out of it. Some of these responses um, are fascinating. I read the the one guy's response that 
you know, said there was no truth to it. Here's another one um, from a guy named Robert Lee, of all the names. What truth is there, to, is there to the saying that you can vote yourself into socialism, but you have to shoot your way out? He says none. It is a typical right-wing statement by those who don't know what socialism is. Hmm. But there were some people who knew what they were talking about. Dave Averinov. If you elect a socialist, you have given someone complete power that will lead to tyranny, either from that person or from whoever takes their place. The only way to remove tyranny is through a coup or war. Thank you. Or you could limit the power of government before they take power. Yeah. Yeah, and you should have a limited government no matter what. And it is it is unfortunate that... Um, well, that we are where we are and that people don't understand. That, that so many people, I, I don't know if they care to understand, Scott. It's so many people, it turns out whether they know it or not, they prefer to be ruled rather than led. It, I, I don't understand it either, but evidence supports it. Well, they, 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 they are so afraid, and, and maybe, look, whew, I don't want to get super philosophical. Or here. you want to go down that personal responsibility road again, do you? Well, that one's scary. And, and then the fear of death. Ah. The fear of, you know, having anxiety. I mean, God is very clear. What is it? God says, do not fear, what, 365 times in the Bible? Exactly. One for every day. And there, there's a reason to not fear. And it, it changes the worldview when, when people have a relationship with Christ and they know where they're going. They know the end of the story. They know, they know the end. And that's how, that's how you get... These these famous people of history saying things like, you know, they would rather uh, die on their feet than be slaves on their knees or those sorts of statements. The things like, um, there are worse things than death. It's empowering. And then that's how, you, that's how people are able to stand for liberty. But so many Americans now are, don't know who they are. Don't know why they're valuable. Don't know where they, they come from. Don't know where they come from. They were told that they're they're the products of evolution. Their great 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 grandparents used to be monkeys. And their country is uh, is is evil and has always been racist and unfair and, and was blah, stolen blah, blah, land yeah, from oh. the from the pure peoples who the pure indigenous peoples who lived here first. And yeah. that America is the what, worst country there's ever been. What's to fight for? What's to believe in? What's to defend? Right. I saw a clip yesterday or the day before of a guy, and, and it was clearly in California, clearly, because almost every girl he interviewed um, had been marked by whoever her owner is. Ah, um, the old... They had the hog rings. The they had, eye, it, if old. the hog rings didn't work, they had the one through the eyelid... I'm like, for the love of Pete. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Janie Fishhook there on television. <laughs> Chain from, you know, th this place, uh, hanging over to here. And they were asking them about, did they see anything wrong with people wearing clothing or a hat that had an American flag on it? Oh, this ought to be good. Oh, and it was, well, it, you know, what is that, what message does that send? And almost every single one of them, it was, it was racist. Um, it was oppressive. It told people that you were probably a Donald Trump supporter. An American flag. An just, American, just an American flag. flag. Okay. 
And the bottom line was was to display the American flag in any way positively meant you were racist. California is yes. doomed. It's and done. they explained how they were embarrassed of the country. It showed patriotism of the United States, and that embarrassed them. Now, I'm thinking, what, what do you want it to be like? These people have no idea the gift that they have been given. Exactly. Lack of gratitude. That we live in a country that is so wonderful. Even, even as much as we have slipped down that slope. It is so wonderful that it allows them to be complete morons. Yes. And have no gratitude for what they have been given, the sacrifices that have been made for them, and they are completely oblivious to the rest of the world. And convinced, without a doubt, that they're correct. Never questioning. Never questioning. And, and you, were, you said it earlier, Sky, that they are smarter than the rest of us. And, and that is one of the great schemes that the colleges and the schools have done. They have told these young skulls full of mush to say it like Rush Limbaugh used to say, <laughs> that, hey, this is what you should believe. And anyone who believes on the other side is ignorant, uneducated, and, just not, and just not on your level. So they, they won't even consider the other side of the argument because they are virtuous. It's almost like a cult. It is. <laughs> almost. But, but imagine that you can say can, the other person's opinion is automatically evil based on what a professor told you. But we know for a fact that if you close your mind and are unwilling to even learn or know or even begin to uh, investigate any other views, you've, you've completely gone wrong. You, you've, yes. you've taken away your natural instincts and intelligence by becoming a cult member. I'll say it. Well, that's why... That's what a you cult know, member is. I say so often, look, there's no... There's not a... It's not a secret. Oh, biologists have been holding on and Papa B. Let's go to them before I go down this next road. We're, we're, it's not a secret. Right on, I'm sorry, Scott. We're right, right on top Let's do... Of let's get them in this last... We got, we got to take a break. They'll be up before the top of the hour. So biologists, Pat, Papa B, stick with us. We'll get to all three of y'all. And... Um, and much more. Before we pontificate again. Lots of stuff to talk about today. Uh, we'll be back. Welcome back into the program, everybody. Like I said, this is a great day to call if um, if you had to drop off. Come back on in just a second. I'm trying to focus, but so many things are running through my mind as uh, we're being able to have a long-form conversation today. It's a philosophical today. Uh, Tuesday, so to speak. Uh, yeah, is there a T word that goes with it? <laughs> I'll come up with that. Work on that, please. Uh, I'm on it. Uh, let's go out to biologists. Biologists, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. I hope you're having a wonderful Tuesday. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I am. I uh, hope y'all are too. We are. You know, I I listened last Friday about all the school stuff and the issues with the education system, and it kind of goes to what you're talking about today. My mom was a teacher, and she quit teaching because, and this was in 1986. Okay. Wow. That she quit. She quit teaching, and she had 22 years in because mm -hmm. she told us. Little boy, she was at Head Elementary, which is no longer there. It's now a strip ball. But she told this little boy, you need to learn to read and write. Oh, no. So you can do a job application or so you can get to college or something. And this is 1986. 
He said, I don't have to work. The government's going to give me all my money. Now, who taught him that? Obviously, his parents of some Correct. sort. So, and it goes back to 1935 when we started the welfare system during the Great Depression. So, the welfare system, and my sister was on welfare. She lost her job, and she was on it for three months and then got a job. Mm-hmm. The welfare system, though, today is I get your stuff because I deserve your stuff because I don't want to work. Mm-hmm. So if you're on welfare over six months, you're basically, in my point, unless very few, I look, I can drive through parts of Montgomery and see people of age, I'm 51, I see people in their mid-20s drinking a 40 when they should be at a, at a job. I work two jobs, my wife works two jobs. So and well, you got to work two look, jobs. Who's going to pay the taxes? My my daughters, both my daughters are in private school because the Montgomery public school system is junk. I wouldn't, and I I graduated from Jeff Davis in 1990. It was a really good school. Now I drove by there the other day with my daughter, going to watch a soccer game, and she got, I said that's where I went to high school. She said you went to a prison. <laughs> I went no, but she did. She really did. She went, that's a pr- because it's got a fence around it, and we used to all go carry our firearms. But what I'm what I'm saying, and my niece is a teacher in Montgomery, and the school. All right, uh, a very close friend of mine's a, uh, a high school football coach, and I'm not going to give you the town. It's a small town. No, don't yes, sir. but yeah, I'm not. But he told me 58 of the 60 kids are in summer school. And I said, well, why that? He goes, because they can't read. But they just put them through because that's what they've been told to do. Mm-hmm. So, this and it's all based on a system that should not be used like it. Welfare is not a job. It is something to help you temporarily because when they started it, I think, who is it, Roosevelt that started it during the Depression? That. It was there because people couldn't find a job, so the government's going to help you until you can, just to get by. Right. But now we have too many people, and what you're talking about today, of give me your stuff because I don't have stuff, and the government says you need to do this and that, is all based on people who don't take enjoyment in, in working. Most of your very successful folks like y'all, the Ladies Liberty, and I told my buddy this, your, your daughter's going to be fine because they see you go to work every day. Right. If a child does not see their parent go to work every day, then they have no want to go to work every day. My children see my wife and I get up and they see, and I never say it's not a sacrifice to put my daughters through private school. It's a, it's a decision for me to drive an older vehicle so I can pay the bill. Because Correct. That's, it's, it's never been a sacrifice. I hate when people say I'm sacrificing for this. No, you're not. I, what I'm doing is adjusting what I want to do in my life because when I'm dead, and it's going to happen one day, when you're born, you're about to die, I need my kids to have something instilled in them that is strong enough for them to make great decisions in life because I'm going to be dead in the next 25 years probably. You got it. Hey, Bob, just, we got to go, buddy. Thanks for the call. Great yes, points. Hey, y'all give us a call back after this break. A lot of stuff to do. Two hours down, one to go. We'll be back.